Chapter Three of Dorothy Dale's Great Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale's Great Secret by Margaret Penrose. Chapter Three: A Cup of Tea. Dorothy began tavia that evening as the two girls sat alone in their room enjoying the usual good-night conference why couldn't you take that spin out to the auto meet it would be no end of good fun fun echoed dorothy surprised that tavia should again venture to propose such a thing why tavia really you shock me then she went to the little dresser under pretext of looking for something but in reality to gain time she scarcely knew what to say to her chum, whose sudden whim was so startling. Tavia sat on the box divan, her hands in her lap, and her brown head bent over, a strange and serious attitude for the girl who was never known to sit still, even in church, and who had the reputation of being the jolliest girl at Glenwood. For some moments she appeared to be unconscious of Dorothy's presence, so absorbed was she in her own thoughts. Dorothy was now regarding her curiously. What could have turned Tavia's head? For turned from its usually bright and happy line of thought, it plainly was. What is it, Tavia? she asked finally, stealing up to the crouched figure and placing her arm gently about her chum's neck. Why? inquired the other with a sudden start, as if afraid Dorothy would divine her thoughts. You are worried about something. Come, tell me what it is worried tavia jumped up shaking off dorothy's arm worried dorothy dale i believe you're not well you act morbid creepy dorothy turned away she was hurt crushed that tavia should spurn her affection and refuse her confidence we always told each other everything and dorothy almost sighed as her words came slowly and with strange coldness i never imagined you would keep an important secret from me you silly exclaimed tavia throwing her arms around dorothy this time who said i had a secret what in the world has put that wild notion into your yellow head bless it this last expression brought a kiss to the golden ringlets and as the two girls sat there dorothy with a faraway look in her eyes that were clouded with unbidden tears tavia with her cheek pressed lovingly against the blonde head and her own eyes looking into some unknown future their pose was like a stage picture the kind usually presented when one sister is about to leave a country home and the other bids her stay aren't we a couple of jays broke in tavia as soon as she appeared to realize the melodramatic effect i declare we ought to travel as the glum sisters mag and liz there wouldn't we make a hit for teary ones weeps are in great demand they say smiles are being overworked in the profesh and she strode up to the mirror with a most self-satisfied glance at her pretty face tavia you're getting awfully big for slang it seems more like sneering than joking exclaimed dorothy and i've been wanting to say that to you some of the other girls have noticed it they say you act more like a chorus girl than a glenwood pupil of course i don't want to hurt your feelings but i thought it would be better for me to tell you than for you to hear it from someone else chorus girl thanks no need to apologize i assure you that's from silly little nita brant i suppose well better to act like a chorus girl than a fool 
blurted out Tavia with a show of temper. And any silly girl who cannot keep things to herself. Well, I always thought Nita was a featherhead, and now I know it. Oh, indeed, it was not Nita, Dorothy hastened to assure her. It was at the lawn tea the other day. You were acting. Don't you remember? Doing that funny toe dance you're always trying lately. Oh, and Tavia made a queer little pout and a very funny face. So they appreciated my maiden effort, eh? I am indeed flattered. Tell the girls I'm much obliged, and I'll see that they get passes for the initial performance. Tell them also to have the bouquets tagged. It's so annoying to have a great stack of please accepts to answer, with the superscriptions cut out, so to speak. I know all the girls will send pansies. They're so sweet, and would make such wicked faces for the girls who would not conveniently present their own adorable fizes. "'What in the world are you talking about?' asked Dorothy, who had been listening to the outburst with a queer idea that all this stage business was not mere idle chatter, that there might be a reason for Tavia's cynicism. "'Talking about auto-rides,' quietly answered Tavia, recovering herself with an effort, "'wasn't that a dandy this afternoon, and to think we might have missed that Horatius at the bridge business if I had been silly enough to mention that the planking was gone?' "'Don't talk of it,' exclaimed Dorothy, shuddering. "'I cannot bear to think what might have happened. "'And, Tavia, you must not think I have adopted the lecture platform for good, "'but I must say it was careless of you not to mention about the bridge, "'especially as you knew what a hill led down to it, "'and how the firebird can cover hills. "'Of course you know I entirely forgot it, Doro, "'and now Tavia showed some remorse at the reprimand.' "'My, there's the bell,' exclaimed Dorothy, as a clang sounded down the corridor. "'I had no idea it was so late.' And she jumped up to disrobe. "'Quick, or Miss Higley will see our light.' "'Let her,' answered Tavia indifferently. "'I don't feel very well, and would just love something warm. "'Say a nice little cup of tea.' A tap at the door interrupted her remarks. Dorothy jumped into a large closet, and Tavia calmly opened the portal. It was Miss Higley, the second assistant teacher, with rather a forbidding expression on her wrinkled face, and who, among the girls, bore a reputation characterized as sour. "'Why is this?' she demanded, stepping in and brushing Tavia aside. "'I was just thinking of calling you,' answered Tavia, clapping her hand to her waistline. "'I have such a dreadful—oh, dear!' And she sat down without further explanation. "'Do you need anything?' asked Miss Higley, a tone more kindly. Oh, no, certainly not, sighed Tavia. I would not trouble you. But if I might have a sip of tea, that tea you brought Dorothy did her so much good the other night. She paused to allow a proper expression of agony to spread over her face and gently rubbed her hand over the region covered by her belt. I suppose you made that tea yourself, didn't you? It was so good, Dorothy told me. That settled it. For anyone to praise Miss Higley's brew, so few persons really do appreciate a good cup of tea. As usual, Tavia had won out. Why, of course I'll get you a cup. I have just made a small pot. I felt rather, rather tired myself. I don't, as a rule, drink tea at night, but I was not altogether well. Where is Dorothy? Just slipping on a robe, with a glance at the closet where her chum was concealed. I'm afraid I disturbed her went on Tavia glibly. "'Well, I'll get the tea,' Miss Higley remarked as she started to leave the room. "'I'll bring the pot here and we can take it together.' "'Quick!' called Tavia to Dorothy as the door closed. "'Slip on your robe. Tea with Higley.' 
of all the doings and she promptly turned a somersault on the hitherto unrumpled bed won't the girls howl i do hope she brings biscuits there get down your box you precious miser just think of crackering higley dorothy appeared dumbfounded it had all been arranged so quickly and there was miss higley back again she carried a tray with a small china teapot and three blue cups to match i thought dorothy might like a cup she remarked in a sort of apologetic way there now as tavia and dorothy relieved her of the tray it will be pleasant to have a sip together of course we would not do it but for octavia's illness tavia looked to be in dreadful pain at that moment but since we have to give her a cup of tea we may as well make a virtue of necessity it is very kind of you miss higley dorothy said rather hesitatingly i'm sure that we that is i i mean tavia should not have put you to all this trouble but of course one can't help being ill she hastened to add for she felt she was rather giving tavia's secret away it really is too bad to make all this fuss the supposed sufferer interjected you went to a lot of trouble for me miss higley and i appreciate it very much and tavia winked the eye next to dorothy but concealed the sign from the sight of the instructress tavia was trying hard not to laugh and her repressed emotion shook the tray to no small danger of upsetting the teapot cups and all i never consider my duty any trouble answered miss higley seeming to feel the obligation of being dignified in fact it did not occur to her just then she was doing a most unprecedented thing taking tea with two schoolgirls and after hours at that however she had committed herself and now there was no way out dorothy presented her package of chocolate crackers and miss higley took some while tavia arranged the tea-tray on the little table surely the scene was mirth-provoking dorothy in her pretty blue robe tavia with her hair loose collar off and shoes unlaced and miss higley prim as ever in her brown mohair with the long black cord on her glasses there the three sat sipping tea and making eyes too full for utterance as tavia would say such lovely tea dorothy managed to gulp out at the risk of allowing her mouth to get loose in a titter once the tight line of silence was broken then all at once they stopped drinking someone was coming down the hall miss higley arose instantly the gentle tap on the door was answered by tavia mrs pangborn oh she apologized i did not mean to disturb a little social tea do sit down honora to miss higley i am very glad to see you enjoying yourself and mrs pangborn meant what she said oh indeed i merely came to administer to a sick girl octavia was suddenly taken with cramps mrs pangborn glanced at tavia but that cup of tea has made me feel so much better declared dorothy's roommate with that kind of truth that mere words make the kind that challenges falsehood i'm always glad to see you looking after the girls honora went on the principal but i am equally glad to see you consider yourself i'm sure you have a perfect right to take a cup of tea here my dear to dorothy perhaps you have a sip left dorothy found there was another cup of the beverage still warm in the little teapot and this she poured into her own pink and white china cup for mrs pangborn miss higley remained standing seemingly too abashed to move do finish yours said tavia pushing the empty chair 
toward the embarrassed teacher but tavia's mirth showed through her alleged illness and miss higley began to feel that she had been imposed upon if you if you will excuse me she stammered oh do finish your tea begged mrs pangborn and so the severe little teacher was obliged to sit down again an hour later tavia was still trying to untwist her kinks as she described her attacks of muffled laughter oh wasn't it gloriotious she exclaimed to think i couldn't get a single twinge in my entire system if only i could put that sort of cramp in alcohol wouldn't it be an heirloom to glenwood please do stop pleaded dorothy from under her quilt the next time they may bring a doctor and a stomach pump and if you don't let me go to sleep i do believe i will call her you dare to and i'll get something dreadfully contagious so you will have to be disinfected and isolated but higley the terrible the abused little squinty-eyed tattletale oh when mrs pangboard said she was glad to see her enjoying herself that persecuted saint enjoying herself didn't she look the part but even such mirth must succumb to slumber when the victim is young and impressionable so with yawns and titters tavia finally quieted down to sleep End of chapter 3